Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Dance St. Louis is preparing for a major production at the Grandel this Saturday. It includes a series of firsts. It's called New Dance Horizon 6, live at the Grandel. Here to tell us about the production and what makes it special are Terrence Marling, artistic dance consultant for Dance St. Louis, Brian Enos is artistic director for the Big Muddy Dance Company. Gentlemen, thanks for being with us. Good to have you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Terrence, I'll start with you. What makes this production so special? Um, well, I mean, I think it's a, it's an interesting thing that Dan St. Louis does to uh, invest in the local companies. I don't know really of any other organization that does something like this to go to local dance companies and try and provide them with uh, funding and a new work uh, for their repertoire. And so it's a, it's a very special thing to create new work in any case in the dance world because it's a, it's a difficult thing to organize and fund. Uh, but then beyond that, um, for this organization to just reach out to other companies and not for our, you know, there's no company associated with Dance St. Louis. So um, to actually kind of support the dance community is, is really, it's a special thing for Brian, my understanding is that the, this uh, production is created especially for St. Louis. How so? How do you do that? Well, I mean, I think uh, the fact that all three companies are local dance companies, um, and so it's it's really bringing in these choreographers to to create works on the local talent, which um, which a lot of times doesn't happen. Or you know, we get some touring shows and uh, some artists from outside, but um, to have these incredible choreographers come in. Um, really world-renowned artists and create on our local dance companies is a really special thing. It's also a really um, a really cool opportunity for um, for the three companies to come together as as a community and create one production. I mean, I, th- I think Big Muddy, Madco, and St. Louis Ballet. A lot of times, we sort of we do our things and we sort of have our own little bubbles that we live in. And so it's really cool for us to be able to sort of come together as a community and um, have that interaction from company to company. Uh, Terrence, let's talk about these three choreographers because they're coming from L.A., Chicago, and New York, uh, very much outside of uh, St. Louis. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, when I when I came in and, and sort of took a look at Dance St. Louis as a whole, uh, you know, because I came in from the outside, really, and this is an organization with a 50-year history of presenting dance in, in St. Louis, um, and really only went into sort of production mode uh, 11 years ago at the beginning of uh, um, Spring to Dance, and then added on New Dance Horizons uh, six years ago. Uh, so that's more of a production role for what is a presenting organization, essentially. Uh, the way I looked at it was as uh, an organization that's in service of the community, uh, in service um, uh, to in, in an educational capacity to students and also in terms of an audience development capacity and in terms of servicing the companies that are here and providing support for them. So my take on finding choreographers was to actually approach the artistic directors of the companies and say, what is it that you need in your repertoire? What do you want? What's the best thing for you? Turns out, once I had these conversations, that um, all three of these choreographers turned out to be uh, pretty good friends of mine. And so mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was uh, an easy thing to make contact and, um, you know, and get them in here to do this. Now, these choreographers, they're, they're spectacular, each one um, sort of uh, gaining momentum 
in in these in the last couple of years, I would say. Um, and but they're they're already well known. Um, and so I think we get the we get kind of the freshest choreographers of an international sort of scope um, in here, and they're they're. They're, I guess, early-ish voices, but they, they have a lot to offer and they're already well-known, so they're on this sort of trajectory. And uh, I think we just catch these choreographers at a very good time uh, to show their work. And so you're going to see things that, um, you know, have not necessarily been put on a stage here in St. Louis, I would say. Uh, these these are first in that sense. They're premieres, Brian, correct? Yeah, that's e- correct. Each of the three pieces. Yeah, each of the choreographers um, created, I think they had about two to three weeks total um, <laughs> with each company to create a brand new work. So this will be the first time that anyone's seen them. They have to come into St. Louis then to do that. They can't yes. do it long distance, obviously. Right. What is Big Muddy bringing to the table Saturday? Um, so we are working with a choreographer named Robin Mineko-Williams, um, who is a, a good friend and former colleague of mine from Chicago. Uh, we danced together for many... Actually, Terry and I also danced together for mm-hmm. many years um, in Chicago. And... Uh, she has been on my wish list since I took over as artistic director uh, three and a half years ago. She's been someone that I've really wanted to get in to create for Big Muddy, but she's in she's, she's in high demand right now, and so it's hard to it's hard to get on her dance card. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a really amazing opportunity having Dance St. Louis sort of facilitate um, and help make this possible for us. It's been it's been really special. What can you tell us about the piece itself? Uh, so the piece is called Channel Two, um, and that rings a bell. Yeah. With me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, it's a series of solos and duets. Um, so it's nine dancers total, but it's all solos and duets, and it's a very intimate work. Um, it you almost feel there. There are moments where you almost feel a little bit voyeuristic, like you're really looking into the uh, inner workings of these people's relationships and. Um, and it just it, it speaks very highly to the way that Robin works. She works, um, she works in a very unique way, and it's really in collaboration with the dancers to try and use their personalities and what they bring to the table. Um, so, so each of the parts is very, very personal to the individual dancers who are dancing them. And Terence, what about the uh, the other two pieces? What can you tell us about them? Well, uh, James Gregg <laughs> created a piece called "An Alternate You." Um, when I look at that piece, um, you know, I haven't seen it under light, you know, on stage and, and live yet. I've only ever seen it uh, on video. So I'm, as soon as we leave this studio, I'm going to go over there and, and get to see it for the first time, really. Um, it, it's sculptural to me. Uh, however, the emotions involved are, are um, much deeper than the sculpture, uh, you know, just kind of shows you at first. So I think you go into uh, this work. It's sort of one of those things that... Um, I think washes over you uh, as as you watch it and creates a full atmosphere in the space. But again, uh, when we're when we're looking at when we're looking at new work, we never really know what it's like mm-hmm. until you actually premiere it in front of an audience. Because when you put it in front of an audience, it takes on a full different energy. Um, so I'm I'm excited to to see um, his background is uh, has a lot of sort of hip hop in it, and as well as you know contemporary concert dance. And so uh, that. That sort of blend 
is is an interesting thing, and I see that a lot of dance forms are blending along the way as mm-hmm. we go here, you know, including ballet and contemporary work and hip hop and all that. So I feel like he has this very interesting blend that's his own voice, and it's very difficult for me to put words to it, and mm-hmm. so that's why we dance. Um, when it comes to the uh, third piece, um, J- uh, Greg Dolbashian, uh, Gregory Dolbashian, um, it's called "Put It Into Words." And uh, he was working off an idea uh, that contains a lot of uh, voiceover uh, and uh, quite a bit of uh, comedy, actually, involved in that piece. Um, And it's looking at conflict in various ways um, and, you know, also, I guess, in some ways at love. If there's a thread through the full evening, you know, almost human relationships always come to the fore. Anytime you have more than one person on stage – you have a relationship. And so in dance, human relationships wind up fueling uh, a lot of what we see on stage. There are going to be two performances on Saturday at uh, 2 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. The only two performances, it seems to me like this is an awful lot of work for only two performances. You know, but the the fact is that the work has the possibility to live on. Um, So these are gifts to the, the, the companies essentially so that they can carry this work to wherever they want to go and it can become part of their regular look and their regular repertoire. So while, you know, yes, it is a lot of work to put it up on stage for just, you know, one one day, um, it should have a life beyond and should be able to continue on. And actually the work will continue to grow as I've seen happen throughout my career as a dancer. Mm-hmm. Brian, I'm intrigued by your talk about the choreographers and I suppose they all have different styles, different techniques that really set them apart. H- how different can they be? Oh, they're vastly different. Um, some some choreographers are are very particular about exactly how they want things done, about specific counts, specific timing. Um, some choreographers will come in with a ballet, even a new ballet, completely choreographed from beginning to end and just teach you the steps. And then there are those choreographers that come in and um, really sort of have more of a dialogue with the dancers and um, are more collaborative in their process and give the dancers a little bit more room to play and to experiment with things. So it, it really varies from choreographer to choreographer. And, and that's it's part of the challenge of being a dancer in a repertoire company is that you sort of have to be open to whatever that choreographer that's coming in, like how they want to work. Um, and you just have to sort of be willing to to go with them on that journey. Terrence, could you go to a performance and, and just by watching it know who the choreographer might have been? Uh, yeah, oftentimes, yeah, yeah. Really? Um, for sure, yeah. I think there there's definitely uh, signature work and there are people that work in, in, in manners and ways that make it very, very clear, yeah. I mean – all, all of the contemporary masters I'd be able to recognize and probably would know the work mm-hmm. in, in advance of the performance anyway. But yes, sure. even if I were kept in the dark, yeah. This is called a highly collaborative effort, I know. What's it going to be happening on Saturday? How so? Well, I mean, I think I think what Brian references is the, the, the way that choreographers work with uh, the dancers. That's the first and most important form of collaboration. But I think secondarily it's collaborative in terms of uh, Dance St. Louis's interaction with each of the three companies in terms of making sure that – uh, they 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 find something that they want, and that we, you know we're able to present something that we we 
believe in and enjoy right. as an organization. Um, I do also want to mention that, that this is taking place at the Grand Isle, which is like a, a very interesting space for dance. I wanted to ask. Okay. Uh, may I? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, that, We've got about a minute and a half. Okay. So it, it, I'll be quick, but it, it's, it's very intimate. And so you don't miss any details. Um, you might uh, – also it's a sort of a three-quarter thrust stage. So you might wind up viewing dance from an angle that you're not used to. So it's not just a traditional proscenium stage. So it's all, – all of these dances I feel are made with that idea in mind. But it's, it's really interesting to get that close to dancers. You don't know until you are there then what, what that's like. Brian, that OK with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I mean we've – we presented our last um, – Big Muddy performance at the Grand Elf for the first time. Oh. And that's um, sort of becoming our new home theater because we are based in Grand Center as well. And um, we reside in a Kranzberg Arts Foundation building as well. So um, the Grand Elf has become a wonderful new home for us. And I think it's really becoming a, a hub for dance in the city. This is not the, uh, the the only thing that your organization will be doing. You've got something else coming up the next week, don't you? We do. Tell us about that in 30 seconds. All right. Um, so April 6th and 7th, we are presenting Meet Me In, uh, which is our final production of our season. Um, and we will actually be presenting Robin's work as one of the five works on the program, along with uh, several world premieres um, and some old favorites. You're a busy guy. No question about it. We'll put that information on our website at stlpublicradio.org. Well, once again, this is going to be happening. Dan St. Louis presents New Dance Horizon 6 live at the Grandel, Saturday, March 31st, 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. I want to thank you both, Terrence Marling and Brian Enos, for being with us. Good luck on Saturday. I would say break a leg, but you don't want to do that, to say that to dancers, do you? I'll no. be happy. To, I'm not going to be on stage. So <laughs> Good luck on Saturday. Thank you very much. Thank you. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.